0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Tuesday, July the 27th, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, anomaly, which means something different. Abnormal, peculiar, or not easily classified. Anomaly. Hope everyone is enjoying their Tuesday or will enjoy their Tuesday. Uh, I don't know, but you know there was an interesting story that came out of Fort Worth, Texas. Apparently there was a party and some people showed up and there was an argument and gunfire erupted. And as a result, one died, three are injured. But the, the, I won't call it funny, but certainly abnormal, thing that happened as uh, as the gunman left, some party goers gave chase. And in the midst of them giving chase, they started to throw gardening stones at him. And eventually he ended up dying. So he got stoned to death. Um, wow, that's just... Odd. I, I don't know if it's reaping what you sow or or whatever or what have you, but uh, like the party goers said, enough is enough. Apparently they all knew each other, so th- there was an argument of some sorts. But uh, whatever the case, man, a stoning in 2021 in the United States. That's odd, uh, abnormal, however you want to say it. It just is. It just is. And let's move along here. Governor Cuomo looks like he finds himself in the hot seat or still in the hot seat. Looks like Uh, apparently the Department of Justice has decided not to pursue uh, an an investigation into his handling of the COVID and his handling of, of those that were in nursing homes. You know, in addition to him having that sexual harassment investigation going on, this was the first one, the COVID in the nursing homes. Apparently what happened was uh, there were some nursing home residents that had COVID, and apparently instead of him leaving them in the hospital, he sent them sent them back to the nursing home, which drove up those uh, a lot of those nursing home numbers in New York State. Now, one Democratic assemblyman whose uncle passed in a nursing home Flat out said he called the governor dangerous and also said there will be some more investigations also. Man, the governor is certainly have a, having a rough year. Um, uh, Once again, maybe that's reaping what you sow. You know, they always say what you do in the dark, eventually it will come to the light. Um, I'm not saying the, the, the governor is. Let's just say he has some questionable ways of getting things done. Not saying he's, he's crooked or anything like that, but it looks like um, they're on, on you, governor. And these, uh, what, what's what's odd, and you usually don't hear about this, like I said, that assemblyman was uh, a Democrat. And there's some more Democrats that are on him also about his handling of those COVID cases. And if you also remember, this was one of the first things that came out with between a, a little tiff, if you will, between him and President Donald Trump. And he flat out said, I I didn't have time to to sit there and get those numbers together, whatever. He wasn't doing a good job anyway. So, I mean, hey, sooner or later, Governor, what's done in the dark will come to the light. But man, you're having a hard year or hard two years. Still no word on that. Uh, You know, the last thing we heard about that sexual harassment was that he was, being questioned. Still haven't heard anything back from that. Um, that state uh, attorney attorney general there in New York State, she's pretty tight-lipped. Sounds like to me she's just doing a job. Like, like I always say, I don't need to see your face on the news every 30 minutes. I just don't. Find out what's going on and then let me know. And it sounds like what that's just what she's doing. Because you haven't heard anything else about that. But you you're certainly hearing about this now with those COVID cases and uh, nursing home residents and him returning them back to the nursing home. Like I said, which drove up those COVID numbers in the state of New York. A lot of people died in those nursing homes. So there um uh, a lot of people are, are rightfully upset. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Now let's move along. Uh, here in Raleigh, North Carolina, it appears the mayor who's a Democrat, could possibly face a recall if a group of Raleigh residents get their way. Livable Raleigh is the name of this organization. They're a group of Raleigh residents. They don't hold any party affiliation. Well, can't really say that. They don't hold Well, two members that sit on the board were at one point in time um, city council members, but they were ousted or, or... the seats were vacated as a result of the 2019 municipal election in which they were outed. I guess you, I'm not sure how you would say that, you know, the people voted and they voted them out. So somehow uh, or another, they got with these uh, group of other residents and formed this organization that is, they're flat out calling for the mayor to be removed from office. In fact, they're collecting signatures for, from a petition. Now, at one point in time, they were seeking the the, the removal of the of the uh, city council. That's how you know it was formed in two thousand nineteen after the municipal elections, and the group got together and said, "Hey, let's recall the eight person city council members here in in Raleigh." But they discovered realistically it, it would be more feasible to get the necessary signatures to remove the mayor, as opposed to gathering signatures from five districts throughout the city. So they said, hey, we can't get, chances are we're not going to get all those signatures. We're going to have to go through five districts. Let's just uh, see if we can get the mayor removed. Now you may be saying to yourself, well, why are they trying to remove the mayor? Here's the reason. Now, if you've been following uh, uh, the, these voter rights and, 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 and what have you, one thing that came out of North Carolina was, uh, well, in Raleigh, I should say, The first reason they're trying to remove her, because apparently the city council voted in a closed session asking state lawmakers to make this year's scheduled election. They wanted it moved to next year, November of 2022, as opposed to October of 2021. Second, they also asked to move their election to the even numbered years as opposed to the odd numbered years years now. And they also went as far as to uh, remove, or or, well, they have removed that runoff method. You know, when an election's too close to call, you have a runoff. What they're proposing, or what they proposed, or what they actually want to have done is is to move to what's called a plurality electoral system, in which a voter can vote for only one candidate, and the candidate who polls more than the counterpart is elected they don't have to receive the majority of the votes but they have to have the highest numbers and that's how they get their first choice method of this plurality voting election results i guess sound well here's how it works now let's just say you have three candidates one candidate gets 45 votes The second candidate gets 30 votes and the third candidate gets 25 votes out of 100 votes. Now, the first has a a, a, has a what is called a plurality of votes, but he doesn't have a majority of of 50 percent. And that was the old way of doing it with the plurality method. He could be he or she could be declared the winner and there's no runoff. There's no certain percentage of votes you have to have. If you have the highest votes, you're declared the winner. Now, what they're saying is this favors incumbents. Yeah, well, rightfully so. Now, another thing that also came out was state law now requires municipalities across the state to withdraw, to draw or 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 redistrict their areas. That's your county, your cities, your suburbs. And all of this is supposed to be redrawn or based off of census data that has been delayed. Well, how, how, why has the census census data been delayed? COVID, of course. Now, if you're saying to yourself, "Because I never heard of that plurality method," I, I just haven't. But apparently, there are some states in the United States that go along with this. That Georgia and Louisiana, to be exact, are just a couple. Now. Here's the, the 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 thing that really if you sit down and think about it, man, it does come kind of, it sounds kind of sketchy because what with, with this new election law and moving the election to the even number of years as opposed to the odd number of years. If the election was to take place in October of this year, she only had what a few months left—maybe four, three, or four months, uh, uh, something like that. But with the the changing to November of next year, they added an extra eight months onto her term. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> what really got them all up in arms, and I can understand it. And a lot, in fact, a lot of politicians. Uh, including the governor, some Senate members, some representatives have came out and said, nah, that wasn't right. It's not right. Because what happened was the city council went into a closed door session. They had no public notice, no public hearing, no public vote on the matter and passed these resolutions and forwarded them on to the uh, the state house. So that's the thing now, I, I guess, and, and, and what they're you know like I said a lot of people are, are are upset and this livable Raleigh organization like I said they were started in 2019 after the the municipality elections two members on the board were former city council members so many are saying well maybe they have a want a, a get back vendetta of some sorts because they got beat maybe but they certainly have uh, raised a lot of eyebrows. As it, as it relates to, uh, like I said, that that meeting where they came up with this formula for uh, deciding elections now. Now, the plurality, what they call the, the plurality of votes, what really uh, got in a lot of people crawlspace space about that? If you remember the, the method of the runoff and, and what they would say is the top person had to have 50 percent of the vote and the second or the runner up, it could have a close percentage amount to that. And that would automatically spur a runoff. There would be a runoff. But now with the plurality, there necessarily, there won't be a runoff because if that top person has the majority of the votes, it doesn't matter how close that person is behind them. They're automatically declared the winner. And a lot of people are saying, hey, that's not right. That, 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 that just, that totally decimates the democratic process. But like I said, a lot of states are using this, or have used it. A lot of countries used it too. I, I, I'm I'm just wondering when I when I read when I read this article, and when I sit down and I think about it, I say, you know what, that is a bit sketchy. I think I would think that you would actually sit there and 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 do that. I mean, if you're going to uh, uh, finagle your way. <laughs> And to finagle your way into keeping a, a, a position in, in politics this way, where we show no regard for those that elected you in there. Because if you're thinking that there are Republicans, because the mayor of Durham is Democrat, a lot of people that that are in this organization are or quite a few are Democrats. They're saying, "Hold up, wait a minute," because one of the things that came out was as a result of her or or this city council approving or or, or moving or allowing the the moving the elections to the uh, even number years. And then you have the state law now where they have to redraw once again, these district maps. They're saying it it favors the incumbent, but I was surprised because I said, well, majority, I'm a Democrat. I think they would enjoy that. Maybe they're thinking ahead and say, what if a Republican gets in there and he, you know, he or she or whatever. Uh, I I, I just don't know. Like I said, I found it odd. And it, it does seem a, a bit sketchy. Why wouldn't you open it up to public debate? I mean, it, that is what a lot of politicians now are running on. Uh, having the public involved in the process, at least making the public aware of what they're, they're doing. But to do this reach around during this time, yeah, they're raising holy hell. They're not having it. They want her out. You know, a few weeks ago, they held a a meeting or a petition drive to state their case with the public. The public was invited. I think they have several more meetings scheduled around here also, around Raleigh also, where, you know, they're telling people about what's going on. And with that redrawing of these maps that is supposed to be based off of census data, because what they did, they gave them a certain time to have those uh, electoral maps redrawn. Because that's another thing it, with with this new process and that plurality, it gives you a certain amount of electoral votes, also. So when, but my question is, how are you going to whip, redraw the elect the, the 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 maps if the census data is delayed or off because of COVID? How are you going to draw the maps? What? How does that work? that does seem off, does seem sketchy. Doesn't it? I mean, it does to me. I I would think that seems a, a, a way off. Somebody's working an angle if I didn't know any better, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that because that'll get a lot of people riled up and they're like, Oh, well, this guy, no, I, it, it's, it's just, I guess it's politics. And, and, and th- this, this, this way of doing it. politics of p- pulling certain things out, that that a lot of people aren't aware of, and then you you sneak sneakily handedly do it behind closed doors and put it out and say, oh, "Well, it's too late. The law's been passed." Yeah, they're going to raise hell, and they are, and and they should, to be honest with you, because they weren't included in the process. I mean, it just doesn't affect the current political party that's in office. But this is something that's going to affect every political party or every every political race that comes down down the line from here on out, because now people are going to be well a continual skepticism of politicians. This is, in my opinion, a glaring example. Because even the governor of North Carolina came out and said, "Hey, this you shouldn't have done this. You didn't include the public in it. That totally defeats the purpose of 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 our, our political process, and it does." Because there, I I think that they probably would have been like, yeah, no, you you know, you don't need an extra term. Why are you moving it to the odd number? I mean, the even number years as opposed to the odd. Well, a lot of times in the even numbered years, if I'm not mistaken, there um, aren't just uh, presidential races, but there's a lot of Senate seats and House seats. So maybe if if you they're saying hey maybe the thinking is if we put everybody on the ballot at one time and put the D or the R beside it, they'll know who and they won't get so tired and frustrated when we have a, a, an election cycle comes around on the odd number of years. Maybe that's the mindset. I mean, from that standpoint, it does make sense because you know I can you don't know how many times I hear people say, "Man, another election." Yeah, there's another election. Or, or they they don't vote, or when they go and vote, they're in, ill informed. So they just start marking the ballot the ballot for whatever. So maybe this way, uh, I'll get people more involved and informed, and and make them a, a little bit more aware of what's going on with the political process. But it is kind of. <laughs> When when I think about it, because uh, you know those those people with the livable Raleigh, uh, they were flat out calling it, it sounds like a scam because their thing was their two main things were you know of course the the redistricting or of the withdrawal the draw with over of the the maps and the fact that she extended her term by eight years. Eight months. I'm sorry. She extended her term by eight months by having the election moved to the even number of years. Yeah, they were quite upset about that. Maybe they got a point. What's the purpose? I mean, you, you won in 2019 and what, uh, a year and a half or, or two years later. you You make this major political move. Of rejoin, redrawing the district maps. Extending your term. And like I said, I, I still don't understand how they're going to redraw these, redraw these um district maps for the March primary when you're saying that you haven't received all the census data because things have been delayed by COVID. Not too sure about that. Hey, maybe they are working an angle. Maybe they are working uh, a get over. Who knows? Time will tell. Time will tell. Just seems kind of odd to, to push this stuff through right now, especially with everything we have going on. Maybe it was on their agenda for a while and they decided to go ahead with it. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm also sure let's move along here. I'm also sure a lot of you guys have heard uh, with this, the, the new COVID or well, not the new COVID, the, the, the uptick in COVID cases throughout the country. And now the CDC is coming back out and saying, hey, we might have to put face masks on. or make making a mandate to have face masks on in certain public spaces. Well, you know, hey, that's a gift. People aren't wearing the face mask. I went out uh, the other day and and I, I walked into a department store. I had my face mask on and, and I, I'm walking down the aisles or whatever, what have you. go get what I need and want. Get back up to the front to get checked out and I'm looking around in the lines, not just trying to find me a short line. Uh, you know, this particular store department store they, they are notorious for having <laughs> two cashiers and hundreds of people standing in line. I shouldn't say hundreds of people, but they're known for for being, I, I won't call it short staff because obviously that's uh that's just their way of doing business. But I'm looking around in the lines and I'm looking I was the only one standing in line with a face mask on. Only one. I kid you not. Now, they're, they're, if all the lines combined that they had open probably was uh, six, maybe eight people in line. And I'm looking as people are walking by, going out the store, coming in the store. Nobody has a face mask on. I'm the only. <laughs> I'm the oddball. I'm the only one with a face mask on. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. Now I, well, like I've always said, that's why these numbers are going are going back up. They, that's just it. They're not wearing face masks, vaccinated or no vaccinated, because what they're also discovering is that uh, people with vaccines that have been vaccinated, they're catching COVID also. This Delta variant is. Uh, They warned before it came that it was more highly contagious than the regular strand of COVID-19. And it is. It's proven itself. I mean, it's jumping around like nobody's business. So whether you're vaccinated or not, you could possibly get it. They're saying your symptoms won't be that severe. But you still could get COVID. I, I, I just... And then I, I look and I, like I said, I look and I, I see people not wearing face masks. And I'm thinking to myself, well, are they missing something that that I mean, did they get something that, that I missed? And like I always say, I understand people's uh, uh, argument that they don't want anyone telling them what to do or how to do it or when or where or whatever as it relates to face masks and these mandates. But if your numbers are going back up. And if the hospitals are being overran. To the point we're right, we're going right back to where we were a year or so ago, where we heard all these stories and saw all these news stories. I read all these articles of people in the medical field working in hospitals that were just exhausted and burnt out, more mental than physically. And you still should say, I'm not wearing a face mask. I'm not getting the vaccine. Like I said, I get it. I understand it. Understand it wholeheartedly. I do. I understand everyone is not going to fall in line. But the CDC is coming back now and they're saying, wait a minute, hold up. We may have to go back. Everyone's going to have to, we're going to have to start wearing face masks. I honestly do believe, and I, I, I'm, I'm not putting bad mouth on this situation. But I honestly believe realistically and with all common sense we're going back into another lockdown because people aren't getting vaccinated they're not even wearing face masks. people are still arguing over the fact that they have to wear a face mask. I've had people when I'm at work that that they come into the store and you know full well that you need a face mask and they ask me do I need a face mask to come in? I just stand there and and, and look I'm like, okay, whatever uh, I, I honestly want to say to him, do what best suits you. Uh, once again, I have minds on. My mask is on. I've been fully vaccinated. I don't care. I'm going to wear my mask. This is a mask. It's just a decision I made. It's like there's a decision you made not to put on your mask. Understand that wholeheartedly. But there's a risk with it. It's been proven. These numbers are going back up. This isn't a hoax. This is the reality of the world we're living in. And another thing I was thinking to myself, I said, man, when we get out of this COVID, we are going to look back and, and I wonder what we're all going to think and say. Because the way things are going now, man, it's like we're going to go back into another year. We're going to live the whole year with this mess. And it quite possibly could have been done away with or at least narrowed down and controlled by vaccinations. Possibly, no. Everybody has a a side effect or two, but that quite possibly uh, could have possibly we could possibly have this under control. And like I said before, the 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 government and the CDC they're learning as they go because now at one point in time they were saying ah oh, there's no need for a booster shot. Now they're saying there might just be a need for a booster shot. I believe it was with those two, or one in particular, Pfizer. And they were saying possibly with, with those that received the Moderna vaccination also. They're learning as they go. This thing is changing every day. There's no way from them, for them or, or, or the researchers or the CDC or these scientists to pinpoint how, when, what. And they don't have a game plan for this COVID, whether it be the regular COVID-19 or the Delta variant. Why? Because it is new to them. They have to collect data and do research, and that was one of the questions I had when they started talking about the vaccine. Well, damn, y'all like had it ain't been out that long for you to gather data and, and statistics. And that, I think that's another reason why a lot of people are saying that they're not taking the vaccine because they were feeling like guinea pigs. Rightfully so, I understand that. Because I, too, went through the same thing. So I I guess it's sad to say in our human existence, we're going to have to roll the dice. Either you take the vaccine or you don't. Either way, you get what you get. That's how life rolls. And that's how this COVID is rolling. It just is. Some things in life you can't control. Some things in life you just have to roll with it. Now, like I said, with that possible third shot or booster shot, what they're saying is they're going to gear that towards the elderly and those with pre-existing conditions. Those that, you know, they they may have an ailment that makes their immune system volatile. Wow. And then they're talking about possibly sending the kids back to school. A lot of parents will say, well, I don't want my child to go back to school with a face mask on. They need that social interaction. Yes, they do. Yes, did. But at the same time, in the same mindset, you have to say to yourself or you have to ask yourself with my child, my most precious commodity. My I hear a lot of people say my only reasoning for existing. You're willing to send them back to school in a closed classroom setting without a face mask on. You don't know what that child has done. You don't know what the child beside them has done. You don't know what your you don't know what that child that's sitting beside your child parents have been doing. Not saying that it is is something where you start singling people out, but realistically think about it. Just like when 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 people when they started lifting these mask mandates and and they were you know back during the holiday season Christmas Christmas and Thanksgiving and they were telling people hey don't go to people's houses or family members' houses because you don't know if they've been vaccinated and then a lot of people went And then there that, that were the numbers the numbers rose once again I don't know all I can say is is, is continue to pray and let's work our, ourselves through this with some good old fashioned common sense and prayer. That's it for me. <laughs> that's It's just that simple for me. Don't know about you guys, but well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Verbal and WordPress. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought.